This podcast is powered by The Plug. What's good, everybody, man? Y'all know the deal. Um, to the listeners and to the viewers, uh, I'm going to do this with y'all. I'm going to count it down this time. I'm not always going to count it down, but I want y'all to say it with me. Number one, welcome to the Tried and True Podcast, where I like to keep it a what? Y'all know the vibe. A buck and all pennies with y'all. Um, obviously, with myself, I got to keep it real with me so I can keep it real with you and with my guests. I don't always have guests. Um, today, I do have one. Um, I want to do my normal check-in, let y'all know about the day, let y'all know about the week, uh, but I'm going to wait so I can do that with my um, with my guests here. Also, uh, <laughs> what I did previously in other seasons past, I would kind of give y'all a rundown of, of the person before I introduced him, but this person not only does so many things, but means so many things to the culture and to myself. So I'm going to save what I have to say. I don't want to bottle them or put them in a box of what they do because a lot of times what you do is attached to who you are, which is a, a whole nother conversation that we may end up having today. But I don't want to do that. This person's identity is so much bigger than what they put their hands to, but what they put their hands to speaks so much to their identity. Um, yeah, so hopefully y'all enjoy today's episode. We're going to have some um, interesting convo followed by a little quiz at the end. Y'all know how I do. I keep it fun. I keep it light. So I'm going to do my little quiz at the end. Um, but yeah, Tried and True Podcast. I like y'all to give a warm welcome to uh, my dog who I'm going to try to, uh, I'm using a new platform. So I'm going to try to bring bro up on the side here. Uh, give me one sec. Boom. You in? You in? I got you? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, you live, my brother. How you doing? I'm blessed, bro. Can't complain. Can't <laughs> Man. Blessed. Black, blessed, and highly favored, like I like to say. Oh, man, those are three of the most important things. <laughs> I love that, bro. Um, if you wouldn't mind, because I actually didn't even tell the people your name, if you could just introduce yourself real quick. Oh, man, uh, I'm a son. I'm a brother. I'm a servant leader. I'm a community member, and I go by the name of Mikobi. Uh, the, the I is an X because the X is what we always seek to find in problems mm. and so i try to also call myself uh, a problem solver or someone who seeks to find resolutions to problems so m-i-k-o-b-i and the first i is an x there you go mm. i could dig that um now that is interesting because i've always wondered about the name like uh i think for a while i didn't even know how to spell mccoby bro because <laughs> because of the way you're swapping out the letters and all that that's crazy um, I, I gotta do my checking with you. We haven't talked a lot in recent times, but I gotta do my checking, man. How you been? Man, bro, I've been great. I've been great. Uh I think post COVID it's been a, a learning curve, right? Re reacclimating yourself with the outside, getting back uh acquainted with the new normal, I guess. Um, uh, but then also kind of just touching base with the foundational pieces of self and things that went dormant for some times. Um, and it's been progress, man. It's been moonlight from where I was last time we talked regarding yeah. certain things. Uh, but also it's been a, it's been a blessed journey. It's, it's been one full of lessons. Um, and I'm taking it by strides, man. But all in all, I've been blessed. I can't complain. Bro, I could dig that. You, you mentioned lessons. So I don't, obviously, you know, and uh, are you in, you travel a lot. Are you currently in Colorado? Like right now? Right now, yes. Right now, I'm based out here. Okay, because I'm like, 
here. As far as I'm so, concerned, you a nomad. Like I, 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 I don't ever, I don't know what time zone we were trying to set this up. I'm like, I don't even know what time zone, bro, is gonna be in when I hit him up. But um, but yeah, right now, right now, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm in the box. I'm yeah. Box. Only ask that you had mentioned um lessons in the time we're in. You mentioned post COVID. It's just interesting because um, you know, I moved to the East Coast, so at the time of this, I'm on the east coast right now i'll probably be on the east coast when it comes out unless i'm doing some traveling myself it's the most traveling i've ever done i think in my life that since i was like a small child and i've never the the furthest i've been on the east coast is when i moved to the east coast so this is just an interesting time because a lot of lessons are are tied to the place you're in and i just noticed that once i moved here there were certain things that i felt like were laying dormant it was like when you scratch a when you get the little the little cologne thing and you scratch it so you can smell it there was so much of a so many lessons that were under that that scratch and me moving and getting uncomfortable getting out of my zip code was like scratching it and now i'm receiving so many of the lessons that i feel like yes maybe i could have learned them before but there's a lot that's tied to me being in this place in this time, you know, post COVID at this age with these people. It's just like so many things that are specifically tied to that. So it's interesting that you even said that lesson wise. And then you being someone who's um, well traveled, you know, there's significance to where you put your foot down in the land that you stand on. And you know, it's just like before God made people, he made places. You know what I'm saying? So when people get in the right places, certain things just activate. And so. It's just interesting. I'm just I'm I'm learning things that I feel like you've probably already encountered <laughs> as someone who's traveled. You start traveling, you know, sooner than I did, like that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a mutual exchange because even as you're saying that, I'm learning. I'm I'm rediscovering things about myself that I think I've been able to experience through travel, and mm -hmm. so I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with you that yeah, sometimes. Uh, your environment as a creative or even just as a human being um, can dictate a bit of like how you perceive the world and, and the lenses you use to see mm. them through. So for me, it's kind of important to, to you know, occasionally swap the lenses out, right? Yeah, <laughs> facts. Go somewhere else and experience different culture, um, hear about different interactions, um, you know, things that people do and don't do. And so you kind of have a different point of view, really. So just kind of, kind of that mentality. And as an eagle in the sky, uh, you definitely have to be able to fly at different heights, but also be able to kind of remove yourself to have a, a wider point of view. So I think travel has allowed me to kind of have that perspective. Like a God's view. eye view. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. And I and I also another thing that I didn't uh, talk to the people about, because there's just so many hats that you wear, um, you know, and, and no pun intended. Um, obviously, you got what does that say? Baby goat season, baby goat season, yeah. baby goat season. All right. Now, one of the now I'm going to I'm going to reference one of the things you do without giving it away. But did you make that hat? Uh, no, this is okay. actually from a um, collab I did from some time ago working at Universal Music Group. Oh, um, so now we're getting into what you do and stuff like that. All right, so let me just let me just back up and ask you <laughs> straight up because I'm basically triggered it already. Um, what do you do? What does McCoby do? The many things. Yeah, um, like I said earlier, man. Uh, M I K O B I is the name. The first I is an X. And so with that, 
Um, I'm an X factor. Um, I think that I find myself to be a bit of a chameleon there, a bit of somebody who can wear multiple hats um, and apply myself to be fruitful in those ways. Uh, but on that same journey, also on board, on board my people, on board my peers, do it with my friends. Uh, but to sum all of that jazz up, um, I'm a lover of tech. Um, I've been in the tech space for 10 years now, I believe. Um, I'm a lover of music and the expression of arts. Um, I'm a very much a creative being uh, at my core. I am the uh, creative director of MDC Studio, as well as a supervisor for a few other brands here in the city and, and helping kind of curate the, um, the storytelling element of it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of an X factor and I think that God has blessed me to be able to navigate different spaces and avenues and be a testimony in some ways by, by my work. And, uh, I, I don't take it for granted. Yeah. Um, you can hear me, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Everybody just seen, I did, I did a couple of swapping a little, a couple of things around what I was doing was um earlier for the listeners and viewers y'all don't know this but you know I like to be transparent so I'm gonna put myself out there on front street real quick but what happened was <laughs> um uh I had the headphones plugged up to my microphone so I could not hear McCoby uh but I could hear myself and he could hear me so I was trying to figure that out um so that's what y'all just see me do swapping everything around I like to keep stuff in there are a lot of content creators out there who come to me for advice and uh in the other things I do most times I will tell them to just follow my content um watch my process because you can see it from the beginning and you'll learn so much about how to get started so I have to highlight some of these things that remain transparent because I'm getting a lot of podcasters that are starting to show up and want to know how I do what I do. So that's why I got to leave that in there. So to the folks, edit in. Leave that in there. Okay. So um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so you talk about being an X Factor. You talk about the things that you do. And I've been writing a lot. Um, yeah, I've been writing a lot about adding value. I've been writing a lot about identity related topics and taking a lot of notes on these things. So it's interesting because you're going down a short list, a short list of only just some of the things that you've done and some of the areas that you have um, left an impact. Um, and I, I have so many different experiences with you that I obviously don't mention, but in the moment, obviously, because you were present, you know the ways that you've added value to me. And I'll be able to tell some of those st stories, at least one of them on the, on the podcast today. But there's something to be said about being in a place and becoming the X factor. There's something to be said about, and I, I promise I'm gonna be trying to get deep because I'm so conversational. But there really, there truly is something to be said about having that Kobe effect, sort of on like, or the LeBron effect. No matter which team LeBron goes to, there's one thing we know that's for certain, 100% about the season. They're going to the finals. It doesn't, it, I, I don't, it, it's just, yeah. it don't matter if I like them, if I don't like them, it don't matter what the deal structure is. I don't even think it matters how much time the man plays. When he's on a team, they're going to the finals. It's like Virgil. If it's off-white, it's going to sell. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you know, just say, just be, just because it's Virgil, it's going to sell, period. It's like, it has that Nipsey Hussle effect, the marathon effect, where it's like, I'm going to love it if his name's attached to it. I'm going to feel compassion for it. I'm going to want to, I'm going to want to support it. That's the same way I feel about the things that you put your hands on, but being able to add that value to everything that you do and becoming that X factor, 
sometimes there's difficulties that that comes with. I, I was just thinking about this earlier today. It's so crazy. And I did. this is something I didn't write down. A lot of times in my life, I have struggled with knowing what I should be doing because of how many things I'm good at doing. And that causes a lot of stress when it comes to a person's assignment. You know, when you talk about a person's assignment in the earth, it can be, it can get stressful. You know, when you're good at five things and let's say you're, you're exceptional at three, but you're trying to figure out what is the one call on my life in this moment. And, um, I don't necessarily want to ask you, there's a question that's budding and I don't necessarily want to ask you, um, what is it like being an X factor and being able to add value? I kind of want to ask you, what drove you to the place where you got to a point where you decided everything you put your hands on, number one, you want it to be excellent. And number two, you want to provide excellence to others. Because a lot of the things you do, if not everything you do, is centered around servitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, think, I think having a realization of where I come from um remembering where i come from and knowing that on that journey um i'm supposed to not supposed to but I'm, I'm utilizing my journey as a way to galvanize the troops as a way to be relatable uh and as a way to inspire others and like i think nipsey said it well right like the the greatest service you can do to mankind is you know is inspire others and i think I'm right yeah that, that idea. Um, and I think through that idea, I've been able to kind of have the Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen effect where I can play second fiddle to one of my peers. I can, you know, I can be a cheerleader to a situation. I can assess where my my uh, skill sets are necessary, but I can also be the ringleader myself and, and be able to kind of pull, pull the strings on the back end like Chicago. Mm. And, um, mm. and kind of have a compelling show for people to watch. And sometimes I think that um, I've had grievances being aligned with that calling because at times we have personal desires and personal agendas. And I've just learned the greatest way to make God laugh is to to make plans without him being involved. Mm. So in mm -hmm. that part, I think that servitude has been something that allows me to uh, enjoy the fruits of my labor, but also be remembering that it is through his grace that I have obtained certain things and to try to enjoy it with as many people as I can. Um, and I think that through that, I've been able to find some joy in the different things and avenues I, uh, of things I do. Yeah. What would you say? It's interesting because it, I love the perspective that you took even when you mention and it's these little things that my ear catches i don't know why my brain is designed this way but when you mention finding joy in the things that you do it's interesting even the order that you spoke about these things in you kind of went down a list uh it was unspoken but you were speaking it you were kind of prioritizing uh, your heart posture and i'm telling i promise you this is not even what i thought we was going to be talking about today is it's so phenomenal but you were kind of talking about your heart posture I just had a conversation on a different podcast. There were two things we were talking about. We were talking about boundaries, and then more specifically, we were discussing the power of no. And I was saying that, yes, while it's not a powerful word, it's a powerful posture to be in. And no is a powerful phrase that can be spoken with no words. And the posture of yes kind of implicates a posture of servitude, to be in a position to 
accept tasks, to be in a position to take on duties and shoulder responsibilities within organizations. Now let's talk about modern day and make it relatable. We're talking about being within organizations. You talked about also being able to kind of swap out the hats of, do I need to lead? Do I need to be at the head of this project? Um, is this something that I need to take the reins on? Being able to swap those hats. I can tell you from experience. I can tell everybody listening and viewing from experience. That's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is, is swap hats around. Um, and and not, it doesn't change my heart posture. The toughest thing is that I want to remain in a posture of servitude, which I don't ever come out of. But I also, first of all, I don't mind following instructions and taking direction because if it's for the greater good, then I don't care. I'll take a back seat to whatever makes the most sense in the moment. That's just how I, that's just how I do. And you know from dealing with me, like I come into a space and if it's not a space that I curated or that I am in control of, you, it's your world. You tell me where you need me. You tell me how I could be useful. Boom, boom, bam. Even if it's something that, um, even if I created something and delegated the responsibility of delegating responsibilities, I'm taking instructions, even if it's mine. So for example, with like tried and true, like for the podcast, this is mine. This, this show is mine. I host the show. I curate the show. The whole thing is mine. People who help me get paid, like it is, it just, it, it's, it's mine, but I I delegate certain things, and when it comes to those things, such as the company that helps me to produce the show, which is uh, the moving forward right now is digital uh, empathy, and um, I delegate a certain level of responsibility to them. So there's a person who runs that organization named Leon, and when Leon tells me something or has input about something, I'm taking notes. I'm taking a back seat, you know, and I might have to switch that hat on and off depending on who I'm dealing with or in in one conversation it could be tricky and i think as long so long as your priorities my number one priority first of all isn't even isn't even to enjoy what i'm doing if i started to do it as an act of servitude to the folks right this whole platform that i'm doing is like um i believe and i, I we haven't dug too deep into this but even you fashion being a you're a person who has harnessed self-expression in a way that is extremely unique. You do it in such a way that allows others to express themselves through things, not only that you create, but if they are creating something and you're helping to design it, you are helping them express. And you're able to express through helping design and, and um, orchestrate things. But the posture that you're able to take and swapping your hats on and off and on and off, that can be extremely difficult. So... Obviously, that relates to all the stuff I just said with like podcast stuff or even in the music space or whatever. But there's a lot to be said about when you're running down this list of things, if a person's posture is incorrect, then what they produce will also be incorrect. It's going to perish. So I can pretend, all these P's, I can pretend um, that my posture is correct. But if I'm greedy, if I have hidden motives that are just unethical, or if in the back of my mind, I'm just waiting for an opportunity to take control, my best interest, my best interest, my best interest, not the good of the people, even though I'm working with people and pretending that I'm working for people. First of all, it's going to come out because like I said earlier, what you put your hands to speaks volumes about your identity, not because of what you do, but because of how you do it. Excellence is a language. Excellence has a sound. Excellence has a sound. You could tell, like, I could tell, I, I do anything. You could tell I did it if I did it. You do something, if it's excellent, if I'm, if something is fire and it's on your Instagram, my first thought is, 
I bet it was I bet it was him. I bet it's his. <laughs> like if it's dope and you posted it or I see you somewhere or your name and it's fire, I'm like, I don't know what part he played, but he had his hand on it off top. And if it's something sloppy, you can guess I didn't have nothing to do with anything sloppy. Like say <laughs> something sloppy happened and it come out and it's a thing. I'm telling you, I could write my name on it and say this was me. You're not gonna think it was me. <laughs> Just yeah. off top because it was sloppy. But that's because when I'm putting my hand to something, first of all, my main goal is not to be put at the forefront of it or be the face of it. It's for it to be done right and, and done in excellence. But the reason for that is because of my posture, servitude. I'm not going to give the worst of my goods. I'm not going to donate the worst of myself to the people who I say I love or care about. It don't matter what it is. All right. It doesn't matter if I'm cooking a meal or I'm getting dressed or I'm making a podcast or I'm doing public speaking or I'm dropping a song. It doesn't matter what it is. There's a reason why I spend so much time on these things and put my spirit, a spirit of excellence into them. And that speaks about my posture, my identity, just all of these different things that you have even talked about. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Now, I got some very basic questions. You can answer them however you like because it's just a pleasure to hear from you. But yes. I, I don't know. There's two things I don't know. Number one, I don't know that I ever really understood how you got connected to um, Universal. And I also don't know. That's what I'm going to start with. I don't really know a lot about how you got connected to Universal. Um, and you're still working with Universal? No, I've actually been removed from that position uh, for about, I would say, a Ooh, wow, this time flies. Uh, about two years now, almost. Boom, all right. Going on to two years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What role did that position play in, in I want to say maybe what lessons you learned for, from it, but what role do those lessons play in what you're currently doing? Uh, so how did I get there? I guess I could start there. Uh, a, a deep, deep love for music and wanting to share sounds. Uh, and also from just traveling and exploring all these different places, you acquire different sounds, different music, uh, different ways of how it's presented. And at my time being a student at uh, Metro State University, um, I was granted an opportunity to run a radio show at the time with a peer of mine. Mm -hmm. And um, for some personal reasons, he had to remove himself from the show and handle some, some personal matters. So a baby that we were raising essentially became my child. And I, I was around to, during that time. Yes. Uh, and I had the pleasure to have you on the show. And I still there, got pictures from there. I still got photos. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, yeah. And I think if I dig around long enough, I could probably find our show. It, it was I like, have it. You have it. I did. Send Bro, it I almost deleted it the other day from my phone because I took it like a side, uh, like a little video. It's like 40 minutes, and I was like, I can't, because I don't know if it's anywhere else. I can't delete it yet. Oh, man, man. I may need, I may need that for the archive. I'm glad I didn't delete it. I didn't mean uh, to cut you off, but yeah. No, 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 no absolutely. Those so I never knew what happened with the show either. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I never understood the transition out or how things changed. Yeah, so the gradual evolution of things. Uh, at the time when I was onboarded for that show, a peer of mine was doing a show at Metro as well as being a marketing rep for Universal Music Group. And I always wanted to just evolve and grow and uh, put on a mantle for the city and be able to, you know, kind of kind of stick my neck out there and say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from 
Democratic Republic of Congo, but I live in Colorado now and I'm putting off in the city and just trying to in that regard. And uh, when the opportunity came about, um, I took it and ran with it. I was uh, granted to work with some of the biggest names, you know, from Two Chains, Migos, Ariana Grande. Um, and we did everything from marketing initiatives to ideation to working with big and small businesses and setting up unique uh, experiences surrounded, you know, mainly around music and whatever the act may uh, be presenting at the time. And uh, that evolution of time and space was great. And I think what I was able to um, derive from that, from that time is working on these different time zones, right? Working with short windows of, um, of opportunity to complete a certain task and being able to, uh, to still get it done. Uh, being able to extremely, extremely think outside the box because nothing in the music industry is kind of new. Everything has almost been done before. Um, and then always, um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is how to create a compelling spectacle. How to create um, to a compelling spectacle. Yes, how to create a compelling spectacle to have eyes on you. And like I stated earlier, sometimes you can do so by dangling something shiny in front of people, or sometimes you can be Chepetto and create mm. something on the back end where you are in full control, but you are not the main face of. And I think being able to navigate some of those spaces allowed me to learn a lot, but also put on for the city. I mean, you and I got um, the pleasure to host a music festival at Regis University at great. some point. And uh, you were one That's of the dope experience. So, yeah, I mean, many, many times and many experiences that I, I think going back to it, I, I was blessed and positioned to be in those spaces for the people and to do for the people. And so mm. I always get upon myself to challenge myself to do so. Yeah, and you you mentioned that that was such a dope experience at Regis. And you're since you're hearing my audio, do I sound good? You good? Okay, I just changed one other thing, and I think I got it. Boom! All right, hopefully this doesn't cause too much trouble when we edit it. So, but anyway, yeah, you mentioned that um, that festival, man, that was so dope. First of all, I already thank you for that experience, but bruh, that was such an amazing experience. The connections that I was able to make, the way that you curated that space, seemed like you were not only serving the folks that came to be entertained, but the people who came to entertain, the way that you set everything up was so accommodating in a way that made sense that it, and this is what I was talking about earlier. It inspired other people, the sacrifices that you were making to curate a space and the way that you were um, putting your hand to the brand inspired us when we left there, conversations I even had inspired us when we left there to put our hand to things differently and to move. It's like you, you brought a certain fire and then we caught fire because of it. You also just now you was talking some of that brand and marketing talk just a minute ago. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I don't do, you know, every once in a while I sprinkle some of that on the people. Some people understand it. Some people don't. But when you were talking about um, how to create a compelling spectacle, right, you some of the things that are mixing here, these undertones that are that are mixing uh, these flavors, so to speak, are um, we're talking about servitude. We're talking about a brand and a, and a mission that actually makes sense and and. And some things that matter, but we're also discussing the branding and marketing behind it. We are talking about how to bring attention and hold attention on things that make sense and matter, kind of as a whole. 
And when you start mixing those things and when you talk about um, content creation, when you mix entertainment and you mix that um, the content creation, you know, the substantial things, that's when you get edutainment. It's like this edutainment wave that is kind of happening and sweeping over. But it's things, obviously, that we've been on for a long time, for years, even as you just mentioned. Um, what we were doing and what the space that you curated there was one that was allowing us to edutain, was to educate folks, um, keep people in the loop, celebrate important um, black milestones, and then also entertain everybody and create something fun and enjoyable, not just for the people being entertained, but for the entertainers as well and the curator. Hopefully you enjoyed it because I had a blast. I, I It was fun. I got pictures from that day still. I remember the conversations. I found out this food trace could really play the piano that day. I had no clue. And so I was standing there. I was rapping one of my verses. And he was playing something of a piano. I said, and that was before everything even started. But right. that was a space that you that you um, brought together. And it just, I don't know, it, it kind of, that's proof of a lot of things you're saying. That folks are not, um, you know, they can't rewind and go and be there. But that's proof of a lot of things that you're um, even talking about. So moving, I don't necessarily want to say moving forward, but things that you, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about things that you currently have going on and things in the near future, because I kind of want to pick apart some things like the clothing. If you don't, I don't know if we can, if you're okay publicly picking apart this stuff. Yeah, we can we can dive into some of that. Uh, man, uh, MDC Studio um, really conceptually is, um, I think, a residual effect of a long-lived journey, a residual effect of um, coming from where I come from, and uh, uh, a bit of the uh, a beat of uh, a beat we can all dance to a bit like coming from the drums of my ancestors if mdc you say yeah mdc studio mdc studio Mikobi uh, design and concept uh and obviously i'm head spearing a lot of the uh ideas but the the blueprint of it is a village mentality um and focusing on luxury experiences and to to really clarify luxury is not is not of monetary gains. It's not of uh, monetary possessions or items. It's really about first things first for me, a village mentality, right? Living within the luxury of your village, living within the uh, the resources that your village can provide. That right there is already the start of a uh, of luxury. I I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm a, I gotta yeah. say something about that, but yes, I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, and so the importance for me was like, well. One, what are my whys and how do I convey these whys to people? And so coming from a Bantu culture, um, which is my tribe out of Africa, uh, we, we have a village mentality. We have a way to share uh, even the smallest things we have with each other. And part of my journey and part of these dreams we all have as creatives, um, I wanted to share this experience. I wanted to take people on board through storytelling, through um, a higher level of viewing certain things and, and considering that luxury on its own way. Uh, and then also be able to take a bit of that as a philanthropic way to tell stories and give back. Mm. And so at this current pace now, uh, I'm honored and blessed to even be able to share with you that come this fall and winter, November 15th, I'll be showing my first collection. Give it uh, to us, bro. You know, that's what I needed to find. I was just waiting. Is he going to give me some dates? <laughs> I, uh, I'll be showing my first collection at Denver 
uh, Fashion Week. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's Huge. an honor, pleasure. Um, we've got some beautiful faces representing all walks of life, black, brown, um, white, tall, short, you name it, I have it. Um, and I really just want to remind people that uh, this village mentality kind of starts from within and being able to galvanize people. And that's really what this brand is about. And, um, you know, creating a compelling spectacle while doing so and sharing some necessary pieces with the people. Yeah, I um, man, I'm so glad you dropped a date on that. But um, and I can't wait and I and I can't wait and I can't wait. Obviously, we keep bringing up fashion and um, one yeah. of the and you mentioned luxury. Obviously, the fashion world and luxury culture are deeply, deeply intertwined. Um, and I've been having mm-hmm. conversations. It's so interesting that you mentioned that. I've been having conversations surrounding luxury. What is luxury? What role does it play? Um, excuse me. Um, where was it? Where was it birthed out of culturally? And and how has it negatively affected um, our mentality as Americans? and African-Americans in this country. And it's interesting because you mentioned so many things and kind of gave somewhat of a breakdown of, um, first of all, you gave a breakdown of where your tribe mentality comes from, number one. You talked about being able to share and take part all around that village mentality. I say tribe because I had tribal haven, so it's like stuck in my mind, tribe, I got my tribe. But the village mentality, and obviously everyone believes that like things take a village when it comes to like children, or when they need something, then when you need something, then it takes a village. But when you got something that you want or something that even you believe may be scarce, all of a sudden it don't take a village. All of a sudden it's just you. And that's so fascinating to me, um, the scarcity mindset. And there's something about the scarcity mindset that has created a toxic cloud surrounding the term luxury. Mm-hmm. And I have somewhere along my journey broken the scarcity mindset. but and I don't. I can't necessarily pinpoint exactly when that was. I just know that something in my mind clicked when I had very little that I had more than necessary. Something just clicked inside of me, inside of my spirit and my soul and my thought process. Something transformed into this. My vision was broken open and I saw so much. It was like, it was like, I'm not colorblind, so I can't even make. I was gonna say it was like if you were colorblind, and all of a sudden you get all the palettes. But it's like, it's like when you're, when you're looking at your Instagram picture through a black and white filter, and then you swap it out, and all the colors just pop. I was able to see everything that I couldn't see, and there was once so little, and what my perspective changed, and that scarcity mindset broke. There was infinite resource for me to draw from infinite resource, even with money. I I started to look at it like this thing that flows through me instead of this thing that stops at me and this thing that I have to go get. It became this thing that just flowed from everywhere that I could put, I I could raise my hand and I could live a certain way and it would find my hand and I could present a certain thing and live at a certain standard and it'll find my hand. So when we discuss- I'm a firm believer at that. I'm a firm believer that, you know, blessings are supposed to flow through you, not yes. stop at you. And so the the more the more you can let those things flow, the quicker they come back to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there's, there's an element, there are certain elements of nature, uh, whether you are a believer of God or, or not, 
you cannot you cannot trump them that they are set in stone they were here before us and they'll be here after us and they'll be here um, after us and and for me i think that being able to redefine what luxury looks like for me too is knowing that i can share those fun moments of having with my people and that uh, and exactly the having is not of 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 monetary items or anything, but it's more so the fellowship. It's the camaraderie. It's the those long lasting laughs where at some point you pause and you're like, wait, what are we laughing about? And you don't know, but it's just mm. that to me is being able to afford those moments. And however we get there as a community, as a tribe, I think that is what is important and that allows us to experience those things fully. Uh, there's no fun in being on a private jet by yourself. By yourself. By yourself. By yourself. There's no fun to go into Jamaica, such a beautiful place, by yourself. And no one to share it with. And that's right. It's interesting because you just detailed the next iteration of what I was about to get at. It was like kind of like you were reading my mind a little bit there. That's wild. But um the where where I find where my uniqueness can thrive, because some people now, first of all, when you can detach yourself from that scarcity mindset, it doesn't automatically mean, like I said before, my standard of living and the things that I like, the way that I wanted to live didn't change. It was a perspective shift. So there are certain luxuries that you want to be able to afford with others. You want them to be able to afford those luxuries, sharing laughter, genuine laughter, experiencing love in all its different levels with everyone, friendships, um, romantic relationships and from strangers. I mean, it's just certain freedom, the freedom to be and exist as you are, show up authentically as who you are. These are the luxuries that we would like to be able to afford and afford for others if we could. But we'd like others to be able to afford those luxuries with us. What I figured out was that I I learned I don't place value on like the material things, but I do place so much value on uniqueness, the uniqueness of myself my thoughts and that of others as well. I place so much value on on people's uniqueness. So I still place so much value on my ability to put together a fly fit. I still place so much value on when I put on a, 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 a hat with a shirt combo and then it's like has something to do with the shoe. And then it's just this way that I'm expressing myself uniquely to the people who I enjoy. And if they can enjoy that with me, but then I want them to be able to express themselves in a certain unique way as well. Or when I jump on a song and like I'm not like trying to murder everybody with my verse. I'm like, no, this verse is perfect with who I am and who I'm speaking to. But you got the second one. And I also want you to be able to da 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 da. So even talking about the clothing. Discussing this um, luxury mindset, breaking the scarcity mentality, it takes a village, being able to share and enjoy everyone's expression and take part in these things. When we're discussing the clothing brand and the show, number one, again, I'm grateful that you're just doing What was the date on it? Say it one more time because there's another show. November 15th. November 15th. All right, because there's another show coming up and it might be, I don't think I heard about it from anyone else, but- oh. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 doing your homework really well. So okay, um, and that that goes back to the multiple hats. So obviously, um, owner of a brand and and show showcasing those talents for the first time. But I'm also walking for color of fashion, which is a uh, uh, which was set up essentially by. These now you two said you're walking. Guys. Yes, you putting yes. that model hat on. Yes, I'm putting. Bro, you're one of the coldest models I've ever seen. Let me stop real quick and get you your flowers. You every every time 
you post it don't you could be wearing anything any type of look i'm dissect i'm looking at it i'm getting inspired bro you are one of the coldest you got one of the best like looks your, your sense of style and i don't say this a lot just like i said i value uniqueness i value my uniqueness and my sense of fashion you know i really take pride in that bro when i tell you you like real recognize real like great recognize great bro your fashion sense and the way that you like present these looks is out of this world so it, it, it whoever you're walking for i hope they know that they are genuinely blessed to have you on the roster for real it's for real for real a humble pleasure and i'll tell you why because i am i am not any better than any other kid from democratic republic of congo I was just blessed to be in this position. And with that blessing comes, uh, you know, heavy's the head that wears a crown, right? Mm. And so some nights I, I, I tilt a little to the side because I'm like, oh, man, a lot of responsibility lie on my shoulders um, to not only represent from where I come from, but to also inspire in any room that I walk in uh, to, to speak life into some people's dreams sometimes because I think that People see you do things and they they view it as, um, well, that's so easy for him. And I think I try to make myself as relatable as possible to be like, honestly, if I can do it, you can. But you have to walk by faith, not mm. by sight and mm. interaction with boldness, you know, kind of just what do you got to lose? Right. You don't want to wake up saying I, I should have, could have, would have. Mm -hmm. So wake up doing, wake mm -hmm. up putting action, wake up putting motion. Uh, the conversations you have a lot of time dictate the places you'll find yourself two or three years Bro, down say the that so, loud for the people in the back. Your, your level of conversation. Yeah, it's important. So I, I, I really appreciate your compliment. I, I humbly do. But Bro, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fact. A reminder, it's a reminder of, of, of the whys. Um, I show up a certain way because I know I get to break the monotony of certain things. Uh, but once I get to open my mouth, I try to make sure to share something that is valuable and of substance to some degree. Where does that come from? Um, uh, you, you, you continue to mention your roots. You continue to mention the start of these different things and where you come from. But there's a specific type of creative bone in your body, specifically. Um, where, where... Everyone, and this is the thing, you know, I was talking to, um, asking you, but there's a specific type of um, creative bone in your body. And I was yes. talking to Lil Fresh Sam um, recently. And when I was talking to Sam, we were kind of discussing, and she was like, I never actually thought of that. Why did I choose the fashion of all the different things I could have chose um, as like the way that I was going to cultivate these different things and express these things? You've also played a big role. Obviously, we talked about like um, people's music careers and things like that. and and um, and just, I don't know, the different roles that you play, there's a specific emphasis that's placed on fashion. And as you discuss your roots and things like that, why is that the choice? Yeah, um, my my roots, my roots is partially because my mom always reminded me to remember where I came from. Um, I think that when you travel the world, you explore different things and stuff, your, your blueprint is always going to be there but there are newer layers that are added to it and to be mm -hmm. to be uh to be cognizant of that requires you to also have self awareness on how those new elements can sway you in different ways 
And some can be good, some can be bad. But if you remember the grassroots uh, of it, you can usually kind of have discernment as years come by, as you grow older, to pick and choose what is good, right? Uh, a few times we call certain things culture. And mm. in the heartbeat part five, Kendrick did a great job of like breaking down, like, what is culture? What are some of mm. these things that we call culture that we've held on to that are actually really terrible practices? <laughs> so in that same sense, yeah, recognizing where I come from, uh, taking in the worldly uh, newer ways of doing things and being able to apply uh, a blueprint that has a foundational essence to to my existence to my people uh to the the reason why i'm here and uh to to the reason why i think fashion has been a piece is it's 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 pretty layered but i'd I'd say the first the first uh layer is um an introduction of it came from my mom at a young age um i would be in my room playing video games and before we would go to church sunday uh, Saturday night, she'll walk in my room and kind of show me her different looks and stuff. Mm. And I'll, I'll curate the whole look. I'll be like, hey, mom, uh, swap that sweater for this. Oh, that's those, interesting. Those shoes. And I was doing this at eight, nine, 10 years old to the point where times when she would go shopping, she would drag me in the stores and I'll see all the shoes. And I'm like, nah, that one, that ain't it. Do that. Um, but then as I got older, um, I went to a private Catholic school as well in my upbringing. So I always wanted to be able to express myself and self-expression. I think it stifled a lot um, in te- during teenage years. Um, sometimes we get the opportunity to express it. Some, some of us don't. So a multitude of those things, I think, drove me to some of those choices. But uh, as of today, I was actually just exploring that with my mom. And I think that um, she she asked me a pivotal question and she she asked, she was like, well, with all the things you are doing, are you sure that you are also doing things that are in alignment with God and what he wants you to do? Briefly mentioned and, that earlier. So interesting. You said that and, was today? Yes. That That's was. so funny that I, that, that is so interesting. Okay. <laughs> that was absolutely today. That's been on my mind all day. That's wild. Okay. The first thing that uh, kept popping up in my head, uh, not as a way to respond, but more so as like a way to peel back layers with her and explore was that I found myself in that position of servitude, which is the word you used earlier. Mm. Uh, and that all the things that I was doing were through his blessing, but also put me in a position to be a testimony, to be a um, um, a source of inspiration. Mm. And I've never really taken a, taken it in until this past year and talking to some peers mm. and being told that I spoke with so much uh, belief in what I said, with so much emphasis on 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 being able to get it done that it inspired them but it was also sometimes intimidating because they weren't in that same position and so realizing that i asked god to give me the words to be able to speak loudly when need to mm-hmm. and to know when to be soft when needs when i think being a servant leader and being in that position going back again you have to know how to wear the multiple hats right, right? am i leading strongly right now or am i doing it with 
love and care and affection and how do I balance the both? And I think that um, the, the great leaders know how to do both. Yeah, you know, you said something important there and, uh, you know, you mentioned that it, the things can be intimidating, you know, stars, um, you know, stars are not as intimidating from far away as they are when you're interrogating the sun. You know, when you're getting closer and you're leaving the atmosphere and you're approaching this ball of fire, that can be very intense. Power, wisdom, authenticity, excellence. It is intimidating um, and it is it is intimidating to things that are not able to live within those spaces. You know, I have um, my sister is learning new things about me. And I want to say this, um, you know, a, a, a ruby, golden, emerald studded crown is a lot more intimidating than an L.A. ball cap, you know? It's a lot more intimidating. It says a lot more, you know, and the, the cap, like, can say a lot, but there's something, there's there's a lot more being said. by the Depending on what side of L.A. you're on, the L.A. cap might have that's what, been... And that's why I had to throw that in there. It can say, it says a lot. <laughs> it says a lot. It says a lot. Every hat, it, well, depending on where you're at in California, every single hat says a lot. <laughs> You but you're not aware that uh that Astros hat so loose. Yeah, yeah. So you it's a whole lot of you know you 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 you, you be careful with a couple of those uh, teams. <laughs> right, 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 you know right, what I'm right. saying? But express hey, express yourself openly, brother. <laughs> but um, batting for the wrong team. All right, all right. That's a good way to say it. That's a great way to say it. You could end up batting for the wrong team, <laughs> and you don't even know which teams are playing. <laughs> They'll just pull up and ask you, uh, hey, where are you from? All right. Hey, be careful with that vernacular, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but no, nah, there's something to be said about that. So um, there was, there is, um, there is something that I was talking to my sister about. She's, and my sister is someone I'm extremely close to, but she's learning a lot about me. And I ain't going to hold you for, for um, too much longer, especially on this topic, but I do want to say this because you have mentioned it, and you're mentioning a lot of things that have been on my heart real heavy in, over the past couple of weeks, conversations I've been having and such. Um, but there's there's some important things that have been learned about me that people didn't know in the past. For example, there's there are things that cannot live around me because my spirit will sniff them out and um, do away with them. You know, there's certain things, there's certain mentalities and there's certain ways of life that I don't do well around because there's a spirit man in me and I'm learning more about his preferences. I'm learning more about his personality. Um, as the more I deal with my spirit man and walk in my spirit man's desires in his life, the more my spirit man comes out and expresses himself in scenarios. And, um, as I learn that, there are scenarios that I'm in with certain people. There's people who I have mentored, people who I coach, people who come to me for advice, or people who just watch me from a distance. But I'm starting to learn that there are some who come close to me, and then they get surprised at the way that I react to certain things, uh, maybe things that they do, or the way that I react to other people around me, right? There's ways that I react to things that they bring to me that maybe these people who are observing me, they didn't realize that this the, the energy and the heat from the sun is actually hot and mm -hmm. it actually it's it it's not a facade right it's not like the stars and the ray it's it's actually the sun this is a star up close and some people are they're on their way they're not as refined and so um as they become more refined by that heat and that fire and those beams 
it can be intimidating, but as they are refined, as they're put under pressure, under heat, as they're cut, as they go through this diamond process, they find that they have the same diamond toughness, diamond cut, and um, they have the same, um, um, it's like a version of their identity. It's an iteration of themselves that they have within them, right? It's not that I'm peculiar. It's not that I'm trying to intimidate folks. It's just that certain things can't live around me. There are certain things that just, they, they're not able to breathe in this atmosphere and certain things thrive. There are people out there, and I'm talking to the viewers and the listeners, there's people who y'all are around, people who y'all admire, and they something about them is a bit intimidating, but you don't want to move away from them because you know that there's something about them that you need to stay around. What you need to do is interrogate what it is about them that potentially makes you uncomfortable, but you admire it. Find out what that thing is and nurture it within yourself. There are some important and some important things that your mother nurtured within you, and um, she helped you to discover more of the vehicle that you were going to use to express your identity, but also the nature of what you all were doing together when it came down to some of the decision making. Um, when it came down to some of this decision making and decision making as it related to the way that I brand and express myself to the world, there's something about that that helps a child nurture um, a certain type of spirit. Uh, there's a level of thought process that is required for wise decision making. And if you can, the way that you choose to brand and express things or people speaks volumes about, about the way that you choose things in general and your level of decision making in your life. That's just one thing that can show it. That's just one way. And, and I'm speaking about you in particular. There are people who are intimidated that need to be intimidated. And the plight of a leader is heavy as my head. So there are certain levels of pressure that I understand and can walk in. I walk in it every day, but they just got in the hyperbolic time chamber. They just got in there. <laughs> so I got to get, I got to cut them a little bit of slack. I got to pray and I got to meditate to find out, am I speaking their language or are they uncomfortable because I'm speaking my language to them? And it's just a lot. Is it a lot? And is it a lot that is necessary? Because sometimes, and I don't want to say like, you might not be grooming someone on purpose, but they might be using you to rub themselves on and groom themselves. So sometimes they need to be made uncomfortable. They need to feel that pressure and they need it to be, they need it to be intimidating and they need to stick around. So it's interesting that you have brought that up because a lot of what people have been learning about me lately is Instagram only shows you so much about me. Facebook only shows you so much about me. It's different. You spend 24 hours with me and you will not be the same. You won't think the same. And it's not because I'm going to do something to try to make you that way, but there's pressure. It's a spiritual pressure and heavy is my head. And if you get up under that crown, you're going to feel the pressure as well, or you'll realize real recognize real. So if you walk with that crown like you, ecosystems are designed to be reciprocal. So we can feel when a relationship is reciprocal, even when we can't identify the reason why. So that's just, I, I, I felt like I wanted to say that because that speaks to the way that, the way that you answered my question was surrounded by this thing was nurtured in a very particular way that worked. First of all, it worked. So shout out to Moz uh, uh, and uh, shout out to you for being, you know, re receptive to what, you know, picking up what Moz was putting down. Shout out to you for that as well, even as a kid. Um, but yeah, and also speaking to that in intimidation piece. And that power piece where you have the proper intention, so you choose to pray and meditate and make sure that you're adding value to folks and not breaking down a relationship 
by causing too much pressure and intimidation. You have the wisdom to actually care about the way you come off to make sure it's beneficial, you know, and that the sun is not burning the crops, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So just speaking to that, I just I, I thought that was fascinating. I don't know that I was going so much specific with that, but hopefully people picked up one of them, you know, one piece of jewelry on this. Yeah, and I, think, and I think one of the key pieces to to what you just shared right now too is just it it's knowing uh, knowing how to dose it, knowing how to put the medicine in the food. Um, and sometimes it that's good. It requires it requires a different way and a different approach. Um, I always I always like to put at it from a standpoint of like, okay, if you are a coach in a locker room and you take the same approach time and time again, and every Sunday you go out there and you get your ass whooped, well. It may not just necessarily be the personnel. It may be your delivery of the message that isn't good. Mm. Or you may need to get somebody who is part of the nucleus of that team to come speak on your behalf so that the team at its core feel that there is somebody who is in the trenches with them, understanding what that looks and feels like. That loops back into what you were saying earlier. Yeah. And then just, again, being able to wear these different hats, um, I think that for moments where I've been told that I came off as intimidating, I try to remove myself from the perceived high horse somebody may see me from and like be a level field with them and be like, okay, well, what are some projects, things, and X, Y, and Z that you'd like to accomplish? What's a time window? What can I do right now to align myself to be there with you so that when you are on that journey, when you are running that 400 meter dash and you get it about 350 and for anybody who's ran track you know that 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 250 to 300 is crazy that coach who stands on that you ran track with yes i did see there we go you just um that coach that stands right there at that 250 to 300 mark uh means a lot because he's the person who's helping you to remind that at any given moment when you're ready to just think you can't make it I'll be there across, and usually a good coach will run that last 100 meter with you, right? Like on the sideline. That's Come good. On, you got it. So taking that mm. mentality, I think, has allowed me sometimes to be able to to stand behind someone as their backbone, to mm. stand behind someone as a way to be, yo, I know I'm not saying trust fall, but if you fall, I got you. Mm. To say, um, hey, if you need a resource, if you need somebody to think, for your business as if it was theirs, I got you. And throughout those years, I've had hardships, I've had breakups, I've had uh I've had nights where I stayed up late thinking about how I could be better at this. And I think that by design and concept, uh I just put my name in the front of it and it became MDC Studio. And the studio piece is really the element where it's a home. It's a home for creatives. It's yeah, I was gonna say, where does that come in? Yeah, yeah. The studio piece is 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 really a way to give um, my fashion essence and how I show up uh, to give a room for other people to be part of. Mm. Right. So with this vision, I'm not the only one curating the the details of it. There's a team of makeup artists. There's a there's there's somebody a very special woman working alongside of me on this project uh there's all the models and so the the element of adding studio to it which is 
spelled S-T-X-D-I-O, again with the X. On brand. Yeah, is allowing people to now become the the X factor in their own environment and to kind of build. Uh, I mean, it's funny. Jay Z said it right. How many billionaires can you count from my family tree? Yeah. Right. So those people who have kind of laid that type of blueprint, that's what you want to emulate. So I want to be able to 10, 15, 20 years from down the road, being able to say, you know, how many, how many fly X, Y, and Z, how many tech people, how many X, Y, and Z do you know comes from my family tree? Right. Right. That's, that's my tribe. And then being able to to feed each other and give back and stuff. That's That's the goal. Yeah, it's interesting you even brought that up. There's a, some financial experts I follow, and one of them uh, mentioned that a lot of people think that the goal or the milestone to reach is to make yourself a millionaire. But he said that the way that he moved business-wise completely changed when he started to think, how many other people can I provide like the tools and the transformation it takes to gain financial freedom? So it was like, yes, how many millionaires have you made? Not how many millions have you made? But even deeper than that, like it's about becoming free. And even what you just mentioned, like how many of these people who are free to express and live and bold enough to be themselves can you can spawn from your tree? Um, that's just I mean, I don't know. That's phenomenal. That's just phenomenal. And that speaks to a certain level of leadership that I think is too rare. I think that is common in folk that are rarely uh, willing to walk in it. <laughs> that's what I think. And I think you're one of the few. Um, yeah, I think you're one of the few. That's great. I I am, you know, I love the concept and the idea and the execution of it all that I am seeing. I don't have like a graphic that I could put up or anything like that, but the execution of this whole, um, these are deeper than concepts. These are much deeper than concepts. I I think that obviously they're, they're, they're concepts, but you have, you are birthing these things and just being able to watch it happen live, just myself as somebody who's just viewing it. is just it's an honor it's like you know i don't want to say watching a baby's birth because some people that grosses them out but let's just say it's like watching a butterfly the process from the beginning the chrysalis you know you got the cocoon and you got when the wings first break out and they have to dry a little bit and they wave and then you got the flight and watching that process is just like it, there's there's proof in the pudding and there's proof in the eating of the pudding because there's a reason why people gravitate toward you because the pudding is there. But then there's proof that the pudding works because you got folks that are gravitating from you and already people that are being born of your tree, whether they want to say it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think and that's I think, phenomenal. Yeah. And I think that the, um, at the end of the day, um because eyes are on me for a fashion, I'm only using it as a vehicle for bigger and better things. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the five to ten year plan from here is really to be to be heavily ingrained in NGOs and being able to give back. You really give back to the communities I come from, uh, and so if I can create that pipeline um, of and again, right, redefining luxury for me, it's like okay, well. The education is what gives me luxury. The education is what gave me the opportunity to navigate certain times and spaces. Um, uh, the the knowing of certain elements is what gave me the luxury to be able to think a certain way. I can afford to think okay. a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's not about the clothing that I wear. It's not about 
the food that I eat. It's not about the places I go. It's about what's up here and being able to afford to mm. use what's up here. That's the luxury that I want to like kind of bring forth to people is like being able to live within the means of your dreams. Um, if you want to do a t-shirt company, you know, start off with 20 bucks and try mm. to flip a t-shirt or two and then hang with a homie who might be built a graphic design and click up with him. And mm. there's, there's unity in numbers. And so not only is that a pivotal thing about this, but also being able to then navigate to the next phase of it, which is an NGO. And um, I have a name. I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to build that up, but also being able to go back uh, in Congo to Africa, to different places of the world and tell those stories and bring Bring an essence to fashion while collaborating with the locals, mm. while giving back to that community. And I because it doesn't have to be one or the other; it can be both. Exactly, exactly. Right. It does not. It, it it does not have to be one or the other. You can you can do sustainable things with other people. You can elaborate on other things with other people. Um, you can even put yourself at the. Uh, availability of others' dreams and, and how to help them navigate that and give opportunities in that way. Um, so I, I, I pray to God that I'm granted the opportunities to do so, the wisdom to do so. And mm. that, that is, that is, I think where, where some of my, my, my lifelong missions lie. Break down NGO for people who don't, who are not familiar. What is an NGO? Uh, what what do the letters stand for again? A non non organization, or is that right? I think something like that. I something can't correct like you because I don't know. I don't like have a a, a deep understanding. Well, I had. I can't tell you how long I owned my LLC before I learned what the word like what the letters actually stood for. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I mean, I was joking, but an NGO stands for a nonprofit organization. Um, so basically being able to, to, to source funds for projects uh, in different ways, shapes and forms. And uh, one of the biggest things is, is education. And I think education doesn't just lie within books. Education sometimes lie uh, within conversations, yeah. within uh, setting up environments where you can you can even feel safe to learn and to study. And it's like you said earlier. It, it, it's interesting you said that now, as you had mentioned earlier, something along the line. And you didn't say it this way, but what you were saying was being a living epistle, basically you being the walking source of the information or the example that people need. A conversation with the person that has it within them will release it to the person who's trying to have to get the information, and and you can learn a lot from another person's experiences now. Obviously, it's 2022, so everything is, you know, in 2023, everything, somewhere, somehow, something, everything's probably written down somewhere. But being a person who is able to walk around, touch the people, there are people who might not read or might not follow you on Instagram or might not have like a Facebook page or watch the YouTube, but being able and being willing, being willing to go back to the communities you're from, touch the people. And uh, don't just give them a slice of your pie, but create a pie with them that belongs to everybody, that, that right. serves them, right. that serves the community, of the community, serving the community. That's something that can sometimes make a bigger impact than just, than just you know, giving a person a step-by-step -step on how to do something. Being able to walk with you and talk with you has a, it, at the level, of, I mean, it's, I don't even know if it's quantifiable, the impact that that can have. 
and and I think I've recognized that in in some of our. Um, I, I would like to even go further and deeper and just be black nepotism. Mm. Um, a part of it, I think, is very much so something that I believe in. Um, we don't often get the opportunity to fail forward. We always fail backwards. And when we do, yes. our, when we are forced to fail backwards, a lot of times uh, we then now uh, have an even bigger uphill battle. And so even with even with the brand and even with the things I'm doing, I, I hope to create a space where people that look like me, brown and black folks can, can fail forward. You can, you can fail into a great position and be able to change the course of your family and, and being able to break generational curses for whatever that may be, mm. whether it's through a conversation of therapy, whether it's through you creating a groundbreaking design. Um, I, I really wish for, for, for my people to be able to fail forward yeah. and being able to, to kind of rely on the ability to learn on the whim and to be able to be human, make a mistake and be able to be granted the ability to pick themselves back up and try again. Yeah. And, and, and safe spaces. And it's so, you said something important there that um, the black and brown communities, and I'm going to speak directly to black people all over the world. Like you said, often we don't have the luxury of being able to essentially practice it's almost right. like we are thrusted into the finals. It's like it's game time. And it's not just game time. It's always the championship. So right. being someone who has... <laughs> right. So being a person who has um, built your... You have designed a lifestyle that allows you to fail forward and try things. And you are now working on ways to provide that to other people who look and, and even live like you did, but look like how you are now. and. Um, other black and brown folks deserve the opportunity to try and fail and learn and try and fail and learn. Um, you know, there's there's other cultures that get to swim in the kiddie pool when they learn. And for us, it's like we in the Nile. We we with the crocodiles. Like we in the bottom of the sea with the giant squid. Like we don't have time to learn to swim. <laughs> you know, it's like you I have mean, to. It's going for a lot of us, the journey started across the ocean, right? Not in a kiddie pool. Not in it. Ooh, hey. Don't let that fly over your head, right? Right. A lot of us. A lot of us. Um, there's a residual effect of that. So, um, exactly. the, the sink or swim mentality is very much so in 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 full full swinging mode when we when we start this journey. And so, yeah, yeah it's it's important to be able to. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just want to be able to inspire a kid that looks like me, um, some some black young black kid out there who may be going through a struggle or who may be dealing with something that is or seems bigger than themselves in the moment. Just realize that you you have that X factor within you that can change so much so much around you. So many people inspire so many. So just just finding a way to be the spark for that, to be the glitch within that matrix. When they're viewing at things the same way over and over, to be that thing that makes them go, wait a second, what is that? No, let's go back to that code. Like, let's reread mm. that and analyze 
why that happened. Why did that man who doesn't know me looked at me and say, hey, you can be the next greatest model coming out of Denver and give me an opportunity? Or why is that guy who I perceive being so fly, cool and talking to me and listening to my dreams that some of my peers may not believe in? And, you know, just just giving giving somebody a, a, the most valuable asset you have is your time. So just being able to just give a little bit of that and some words of wisdom, I think, can kind of sometimes propel someone towards the right direction. So yeah, being self-aware of that is important. You are um, you are saying some very important things, and um, I'm just excited to be able to watch whatever the next iteration of this is and see it all come to pass. I don't want to take too much of your time, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to segue us into our lightning round. Um, but before I do that, I, I, uh, before I do that, I just want to say, I, this is an episode that people are going to need to rewind and interrogate these things and look at the people in your lives who have brought value to you or people in your lives who seem to have that X factor already, or those people who know that you have, if you're listening to me or watching me, you already know something about yourself that implies that you're the X factor and you have the value to add to the environments that you go into, but rewind this, um, take notes, apply these, find the blueprint here that you can apply to your own life. As McCovey said earlier, find the blueprint here that you can apply to your own life day to day and really exaggerate the value that you can add to the environments that you're in and kind of interrogate what is the reason why these valuable things have found me? These valuable relationships have found me. How can I make this reciprocal? And what does the quality of the thing I'm involved in or the quality of the people who are involving themselves with me, what does that say about me and the quality of my identity? Really interrogate this stuff because it's rare that I come across a person. And I would like to add to that, to what you just said. Um, in tech, we like to resolve issues by finding the five whys. Mm. So if you were to tell yourself, okay, well, I, I'll give, I'll use myself as an example. By age 30, I always knew that I wanted a Rolex. Mm. And then when I turned 30, I had to ask myself, well, I want this thing, but why? Mm. And then I was like, not because it is a status symbol, but because it is. I was time. just having this conversation. I love time. I love watches. But then I was like, okay, but when I'm seen with this, what do I project? How do I come off? Am I coming off as the boastful guy who has a Rolex? Or am I trying to like make sure that the energy that I give off tells somebody that you can you can be in this position as well? Matter of fact, yo, let's link up. Let's do this together. Mm -hmm. And then I had to ask myself another why. I was like, okay, well, how do I create these environments for people to be able to do so? I was like, I have a brand, I can, I can give back. I was like, okay, but but why? Who are these people? I'm like like-minded people who want to also inspire. I couldn't I couldn't reprogram somebody who is based foundationally on being boastful. I can add value to somebody who's foundationally wanting to be good for their community. And I can come and help polish some of those things up and we can do it together. And then mm -hmm. I had to ask myself another why. And then for the more whys you have and you can answer those you start to view this material thing as just a, a tool to get to mm. your why and to complete your whys, mm. right? Oh, you have an LA Rams shirt right now with a fly LA hat. Okay, that's a cool fit. But you also know that the why of that helps you to maybe talk to somebody that looks like you, that mm. dresses like you. 
And then, okay, but now that I have these things and I get to talk, why am I talking? Okay, now let me answer that why. So I think answering those five whys, as you were just mentioning, allows people to kind of go to the depth of certain things and not be surface level on their delivery, on their reasoning behind wanting to have certain things. Um, and yeah, I think that those are, those sometimes help be the backbone um, of why you're doing something, even mm-hmm. when you don't feel like doing it and the things are bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very well put. I think that the way we're very quick to interrogate other people and things and the reasons why other people are doing things and how things are, we're not as quick to interrogate ourselves. We're not as quick to ask why, why, why about us and do the digging for real. I think the most amount of whys most people will ask typically is one where it'll be like, you know, I want, um, you know, I want a cupcake and it'll be like, why? Eh, Well, I got a sweet tooth. Uh, or are you an emotional eater and you're experiencing anxiety and depression? So you're turning towards sweets right now and you're not actually even hungry. Is that truly why you would get to that? If you asked just a couple more why's, <laughs> you know, like it gets, it gets deeper than we think it gets <laughs> and it'll be forever deeper than it is. So, yeah, I think that's something that was very well said, but yeah, you, we gotta, we gotta really get deep with our interrogation and we got to turn that interrogation on self. If we can really uproot our current traditional ways of being right our um what is it called it's like our base level our modes our original modes of thinking let's interrogate that right let's break it down and find out what serves us today and what just used to serve us in the past could be harmful but if you break it down and you truly understand the reason why you've curated your life a certain way you can manipulate it in a way that helps to express you and amplify your actual whys and serve the actual purpose of the things that you're really trying to do, like the Rolex, like the outfit or the necklace or the podcast or whatever the thing is. It's all the same. Once you get deep enough, it really is all the same. It's all tools that'll help you further serve your purpose, period. And 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 asking yourself why helps you to get deeper than surface level on a day-to-day and become more of your actual identity. That's when life really gets juicy and 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 the value gets worth it. The sacrifices make sense. Um, Solid, bro. That's very well said. So um, I'm going to take us into, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. Um, I'm ready. I'm going to take us into what I call the lightning round. Now I'm going to morph this. I'm doing different questions now. I'm going to start to morph this a little bit different and start doing some other things at the end as well. But I have a um, somewhat of a basic one, but the first things that come to mind, I want you to answer with those. And Every so often, I'll ask another specific question. Sometimes I'll ask why, ironically enough. (laughs) But sometimes I'll be like, okay, which one or something like that. So I got about six or seven of these questions. You let me know when you're ready, and then I can start firing them off. Boom. Let's go. All right. Favorite TV show? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's good. (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. good. I'll just, I'll take it. Uh, Favorite musical artist? Kanye West. Ooh, okay. Do you have a favorite fashion designer all time? Mm. Me. Ooh, you know what's funny? I was waiting, but I was like, eventually, I know, I know you enough. I was like, he's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. I could dig that. <laughs> Top five, not five. Um, right. One embarrassing moment as a kid that you still remember. Mm. Hmm. Oh, yes. I got a really good one. So, boom. <laughs> so one, 
got this nice head of hair and all of that. But once upon a time, I was growing an afro. And my mom slid me, you know, back the good old days when a $20 bill could get it done at the barber. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was easy peasy. Yeah. Slid me a bill. She's like, go get a haircut. Uh, I was playing around with my friends, goofing her off. Didn't go to the barber. Uh, she came home. She was hot. Right. So, uh, How old were you? Man, I had to be like, I'll give you a range. Somewhere probably right. between 11 and like 13 or so. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. Yeah. Those, those years where you're like, nah, I'm not doing what she asked me to do. Right, right. Go do whatever, hang out with the homies. Right. Um, came back, had, we had a clipper at the house at the time. And it was one of those that was like freestyling, like twister, like that's how the clipper starts. You didn't cut your own hair. No, she cut it. Oh, ooh. Uh, and so bro, I felt the, that in my spirit. I remember her hitting the back, and she goes, and I'm like, and she goes, well, I guess I'll just have to cut the rest. So she gave me a Michael Jordan fade at eight. Yeah, and I went to a Catholic school where we had to wear a uniform, so you can't really hide it with a beanie or something. no hat, no hat, so no hat. Do was to put on a Nike bandana, like just across, like the oh man, <laughs> just to jazz it up, bro. That reminds me, I had um when I was at Overland, actually, I was in summer school, and this was the first time I tried to line myself up, and I took oh, it way man. too far back. Like on one side, I took it back, then on the other side, I took it back to try to make it match, and I just took it so far back, bro. But I still had hair, so I started throwing a do rag on it. Overland wouldn't let us wear hats. And the do-rag, obviously, at the time, like, they're like, that's a hat. But they were like, if you wear this, it was like three days in a row. If you do this, you'll get kicked out. And I was on day, like, two. And they were like, don't do this. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. They were like, the deans were telling me, like, you're going to get kicked out of summer school over this? I said, bro, you don't understand. Remind <laughs> you, a bad lineup bro. will last you up to three weeks. <laughs> so. Bro, and that's if you know a barber is good enough to fix it when it's low like that because it was bald i pushed it all the way back like oh, oh bro it was terrible so Devonte actually is the one who helped me fix it so my hair was hella low but day three i was like oh, i had just enough hair just enough for him to like make it look like i did it you know faded or oh bro he basically had to make it so i didn't really have a lineup but like i at least looked like i got it cut yeah it was oh bro that's that's good people. That's Shout good. out to Devante. Yeah. Oh man. All right. All right. It's supposed to be lightning around. I got more questions. Waffles, French toast, or pancakes? French toast. My man. See, I knew you was a good brother who walked by faith and not by sight. <laughs> well, French toast is superior. Yes. Yes. It's elite. Bro. And I also believe that French toast just requires a certain level of preparation in the making of it. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta separate the egg yolk from the. You gotta put the cinnamon with the, the ah, attention ah, detail. Just, ah, just like, to, uh, ah. bro. Like, if on, it needs yeah. syrup, you might not have done it right. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you gotta have syrup for it to taste good, you might not have done it right. You know what I'm saying? And then what's second though? Waffles or pancakes? Mmm, waffles. Pancakes are dead last. Got you. See, same. The same for me. There's one place I like the pancakes from. They're not paying me, so I'm not going to say their name, but they got some fire pancakes. But I still pick waffles, and then I still pick French toast on top. That's crazy. All right, all right. Water or juice? Water. Mm, I knew you was going to say water, too. Yeah, because you're, you're a man of fitness. 
Yeah, I've I've grown an appreciation for for water um just because of all the benefits you get from it. Um, you know, they they say, oh, or I like to say a gallon a day keeps the pimples away. So, Bruh, yeah. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell who's not drinking the water, man. It'll help clear it up. Water will help clean everything up. And then you get older, and you just realize, like, I can't just, I can't just drink Gatorade. And I can't. I personally, I don't drink soda at all. So I'm just like, I can't be drinking soda and Gatorades and stuff like that. Like, I just got to a certain age where I'm like, my body's gonna tell me in a very big way what I've been putting in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water, water is life. Water is everything. All right, flats or drums. I have to say, I have to say, it depends on the situation and convenience. Now, if I'm really just trying to like bust through it mad quick, all right. Damn, I'm even lying when I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm saying. Hmm. Mm. You can't cap. You can't cap just because it's lightning. Flats. Flats. All right, I gotta ask why on this though. Why flats? Because there's there's a way to eat a flat that like I've recently discovered that has made me fall in love with flats again. Yeah. And also, I don't like my wings to be like jumbo size. Like you know how some places have like yeah, and it's like a leg. It's like a whole drum, like a big, like the big one. It grosses me out. So I I'm like, how I many steroids? Like this chick, like this, this was this ain't a wing. <laughs> it's a leg. So how big was the chicken? Yeah, man. And then I think flats, you can just, you know what I mean? It's just one bite, pull off, throw it away, <laughs> next flat. Yeah, you know, I discovered a way to up. eat the flats, too. Yeah, sometimes the drum, you kind of have to, like... You yeah, know, you got to go around, then you got to get the top, you know what I'm saying? You got to double check. Here is game for you. If you like to eat your flats with, like, any kind of hot sauce that really burns, you're really trying to avoid the corner of the mouth. Mm. So, Mm, I see. I see. Hit it one time, boom, and you okay, okay. Because at that point, it's survival. It's like it's you know, this is like this is. You get the uh, you get them like well done, slightly crispy and stuff. Oh yeah. All right. All right. All right. I can dig that. And plus, it's easier for a flat to be cooked right because they don't have that big old bone right in the middle, so it makes it harder to hit. But like the flats, having a flat that's undercooked is rare. It's always like a drum. That's gonna right. be undercooked. I'll look at a flat, and then I'll be like, "You thought I was filling you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you stupid, bro. That's funny. Yeah, I gotta go flats on that. It wasn't like that until I, I actually saw videos these Russian dudes, and they were breaking the bone down a certain way, and they, and I was like, "That's crazy." So now I gotta go flats too. All right. If you know how to do it well, you can actually like pop the bones out of the flat. That's how I do. I popped a little bone out and then whop, I just hit it one time. Whap, and I'm good and I'm straight. Yeah, I gotta pop that. See, I popped a little bone out first. You know what I'm saying? Pop the little bone out. Inspect, inspect. I'm not trying to leave nothing and toss it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ungrateful. You know what I'm saying? Gotta inspect it and then I hit the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that shit, that literally changed the whole wing game for me. Like, I'm on flats now, heavy. I was never on flats. Yeah. Alright, which superpower would you choose? Any. Mm. To paint the picture, I'll probably have to go. Are you familiar with the X Men? Yeah, very familiar. Okay, so, um, hmm. Either Wolverine, mm. the ability to like just you know heal self, mm. or Mystique because she was a shapeshifter. 
Mystique. I've never Mystique. heard somebody say that one. Yeah, so I could pull up as Magneto. I can pull up mm-hmm. as, you know what I mean? I can pull up as Diablo. I can pull up as uh, the Professor. I can mm-hmm. pull up Gambit. I could pull up as Jean Grey. Like, the list goes on and on. You know we got to put like, some respect on Gambit's name real quick, too. It's uh, not enough. For, he don't get the respect he deserves. Mother Gambit, Gambit was the one, dog. It was Gambit and uh, Gambit and Wolverine. Those two, I feel like, were just, like, superior. Yeah, yeah. And Beast. Beast, yeah. And then uh, in a cartoon, they had a homie that was, like, skating and stuff. And he had the spikes coming out and stuff. Yeah, the black one. And he used to be on a skateboard, bro. I don't remember his name, but that I used to want to be just like that fool. He was all yeah, like, so fly on that skateboard. Yeah, bro was fire. Yeah, he was bro. so hard. I think at one point he had his hair long with like a fade on the sides, and his uh, yeah, brother spikes. Yeah, he was the one, bro. And I used to really be a skater too, so he was definitely the one at one point. Those, those absolutely would be would be that. But yeah. Dang. Yeah, I the thing is if if I could get Wolverine, but I could get Wolverine with the with the vibranium, you know, joints and the bones and all that. If I could get that, I'd definitely easily go Wolverine. If not, then uh what was his name who used to teleport? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. The blue oh, one. Talk about, uh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I might go Nightcrawler. It depends. I might I might have to go Nightcrawler if I can't get Wolverine with the vibranium joints. It's kind of tough to have him to hide the tail the whole time, but I feel you. Yeah, and it, and I'm gonna keep it honey. I, I don't I don't want to be blue because I what I want I want to have the powers and not have everybody know I have the powers. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? But if I'm just walking around, and it's like made obvious. I gotta worry about the government and all this and that. You know what I'm saying? And I gotta be dodging the feds. I'm like I ain't trying to be on that all the time. I said mystique because I'm like I can just you know pull up at the mall looking exactly. Like Ooh, that's a fact. Out, See, looking like Drake. That's a fact. The mystique starting to look more appealing, as you know what I'm saying. Right, right. I could be anybody, anywhere. I could dig that, bro. That concludes. That concludes the lightning round. Um, and I have, you know, I just want to, I want to reiterate my thank you. I want to reiterate, um, you know, that it was an honor to be able to have this conversation, and I, prayerfully, many more in the future. That's what I, I mean, just expecting many more conversations in general in the future, but. I would like to be able to, in the future, even if it's a couple of years from now, do another show um, on a different size platform and be able to talk and look back at this conversation and this time. And my final question for you is, um, I'll say in about three years, what would you like to see from the studio? What would you like to see in happening in your career? Three years. Um. Uh... In three years, I uh, I will be well established in the fashion space. Uh, in three years, I will have uh, built the the true foundations of this village mm-hmm. and what that may look like. Uh, in three years, I will have given back probably more than I can count back to my community in mm-hmm. different ways, shapes, and forms. Uh, in three years, I will be more mentally healthy to take on the journey of what else is left. Mm. Um, I will be more equipped uh, 
to to allow my 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 heart to beat for others and to have better compassion and understanding. Uh, in three years, I will be in a better relationship with God and allow that to kind of just be the thing that helps navigate this vessel. Mm, I can dig that. I love all of that, and I believe in it. I believe in it. Now, um, the last thing is we haven't told the people any of this stuff yet, so. Where can people find you? Drop that date one more time and just let everybody know where they can connect with you and stay tapped into what you got going on. Yeah, man, to, to stay locked in with the boy, MXKOBI. That's the Instagram. Uh, most of my social media presence is on Instagram. And from there, I kind of derive people to different places. So on that bio, you can find MDC Studio. And that's M-D-C-S-T-X. D.I.O. on the IG. Um, November 15th is the show. I will be announcing a bit more stuff as far as pop-ups and other ways for us to gather. Um, so to all my tribe members, to all of those who want to join the tribe, please feel welcome to just give me a, a look at Denver Fashion Week. Come say hi. And if not, we'll connect a bit shorter after that, like a little bit after that, uh, to wrap up the year with a few other beautiful faces and performances and things for the community. So MXKOBI on the IG, tap in. I'll say hi. Say hi back. Don't be weird. Tap in. Everybody, viewers and listeners, tap in with the guy. Um, he gave you the date. Stay tuned on those details. Follow his Instagram and stay tapped in. He said that's his main platform. And y'all know how I like to finish this. Listen. Uh, I brought McCoby on here. We chopped it up. We poked and prodded at all the things that the people need to know. We formed a jewelry. Hopefully, you picked it up and put it on. He's been tried. And y'all know the vibe. It's all true. So, uh, my brother, it was a pleasure to have this conversation. I'm going to tap in with you when we're done. And we out. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.